Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. We're getting Ricky Skaggs on this show. Remind me? You really don't know Ricky Skaggs. Jeff Lutz. Son of the late, great Bob Skaggs. You're funny. <laughs> I'm so funny, it's almost hard to bear. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. I am so totally turned on right now, I could speak. Hello again, everybody. It is a Monday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Happy to have you with us. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, your co-host for the next couple of hours. Max Power, producing and engineering. And it's all about the Chiefs today. Max, you may want to close your close your headphones because uh, they found a way to win a game. It didn't look like they had any chance, any real opportunity to be in. I in wouldn't the first say that. Half. In the first half, San Francisco uh, dominated. But they never ran away with the game. They didn't. And the Chiefs found a way. And they got it going, especially in the second half. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, another MVP trophy to add to his uh, trophy case. Three-time Super Bowl champion now. Three in five years. Um, I don't know what can be said that hasn't been said. You got anything? Not really. Uh, well, that's your job. I'm supposed to say stuff that hasn't been said? Yeah, you're supposed to have spent most of your day trying to come up with something original. Well, why didn't you? Because I had a busy day. Well, who didn't? Uh, so anyway, fun game to watch. Tight, tough. It, it was nerve-wracking fun. if you're if you're a fan of either team. Yeah, it was fun for like the mid third quarter on. Uh, yeah, it wasn't much that, to it early. Before that, it was kind of boring, and I understand that Chiefs fans were watching and gripping, so it wasn't boring for them. But for those of us who didn't necessarily have a rooting interest, and not not a lot happened in that game for us to sink our teeth into. But then all of a sudden, it did, and it became one of the best games uh, anybody will ever see, and one of the most exciting Super Bowls, one of the best finishes. So no real complaints. So when the 49ers had to settle for a field goal in overtime, you knew that was. That was not enough. I mean, most likely, No, yes. I knew it. I, I said it at the time. This isn't well, revisionist. Well, we all said it, but it's... No, no, I said it with authority. I said it with that. That's not going to be enough. He's going to march down. Well, the, the real touch. problem was them leaving nearly two minutes on the clock in the fourth quarter for uh, Kansas City. Well, they tried City. not to. Chiefs made a big defensive play. I understand. Chiefs made a bunch of big defensive plays in that game. Uh, yeah, had the 49ers converted, I think it was third and four, but they didn't. No, they, 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 the Chiefs couldn't have allowed it. That probably would have been the ball game right there. But the Chiefs stepped up. Boy, what a secondary they have. What an absolutely locked down secondary they have. They didn't get a whole lot of pressure on Brock Purdy all night, but he'd had nobody to throw to. Yeah, it was, it was an impressive performance. I like that secondary a lot. Uh, you know, they're 
linebackers are usually pretty good. The defensive line's usually pretty good. Offensive line usually very good. So uh, not a lot of weaknesses. But as Mitch Holtis told us uh, before we went on now the you're air, stealing Mitch Holtis's stuff. The uh, the the holes that they had to fix, and I don't know that it was necessarily holes. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes covers for a lot of deficiencies. And uh, he ended up doing that in the postseason. The Chiefs went through it like a buzzsaw. Yeah. I mean, when you win at Miami, at Buffalo, at Baltimore, and then you win in a neutral site against the 49ers, uh, I don't know that anybody's ever had a tougher run to the Super Bowl against that quality of teams, that quality of opponents, that quality of opposing quarterbacks. No, to have to win four games and, and two on the road and one well, at a neutral side. There were a lot of 49ers fans there because it was uh, closer to San Francisco than Kansas City. Uh, yeah, it's extremely difficult, but who's going to put anything past the Chiefs at this so point? So now it's all about the three-peat. We're already talking about it. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes addressed it. Uh, a three-peat. Certainly the Chiefs are the favorite going into 2025. 2024 later this year well, they're the favorites well the 49ers who could the 49ers be. are the betting favorites you know what give me all the money well lay it down it's hard to win three in a row sure it is it's hard to win two in a row it's hard to win one i don't know it's uh until i see it done it's it's something that's uh tough to fathom here's a team that the in the chiefs i'm talking about that doesn't have a ton of holes well, they got a lot of free agents. They do have some free agents, but but they should be okay there. Well, we'll see. We'll they, see they, how that's addressed. They need to bring back a Legarius Sneed for sure. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but other than him, who are the guys that you just that would crush you to lose? Uh, is Willie Gay? Willie Gay, I believe, a free agent. Would it just? Do you have the list in front of you? No, I'm just looking at the depth chart. Um, I don't know. There are guys that aren't maybe. I mean, Mike Edwards and Trent McDuffie are as good as it gets. If they bring back Sneed, I mean, their secondary Chris is. Jones, just, McCall Hardman, Mike Edwards, Donovan. Slow Smith. down. I'll tell you how badly they need him on a 1 to 10 Chris scale. Jones. Six. Ooh. He's slowing down a little bit. He's still really good, but I don't know that you give him the world. McCall Hardman. Nice. He, what a way to go out as a chief. What well, they brought way, him back when he was a Jet. What a way to go out. Catching the game-winning touchdown. And another huge play in that game. Mike Edwards. Defensive back. Got to bring him back. Figure it out. Donovan Smith. Offensive lineman. Uh, Left tackle, too. Yeah, they got some... They got some Difficult decisions, but it sounds like Mahomes is willing to restructure his contract again and to save some cap space so that they can address some of these needs. And I'm sure he will. Who Drew, else? Drew Tranquil. Light, really good player. Yeah, very good player. Came over from the Chargers and, and helped him a lot. Then you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Nah. Their punter, Tommy Townsend. I'm sure they'll bring him back. Nick Allegretti. Eh. Uh, Tershawn Wharton. Yeah, I don't know. James Winchester, Willie Gay, Jerry. What, what, what do they need more than anything? What is their number one need? Because they're not going to bring back all these people. 
So offensive line? I think their offensive line is pretty much intact. But if you're losing your left tackle, do you need some? Uh, do you need a linebacker? I don't know that you need secondary help because I think they're going to bring these people back. You would think, but uh, I don't know. I'm not good at the cap situation. You need situation. wide receiver help, right? Yes, uh, I presume so, yeah. That's what I think. But I think again, it's obvious. what do they need? Is need? Rasheed Rice a number one? He's close. I don't know that he is yet. He's not in the class. Do of, you feel comfortable going into next year with him as your number one? Not really. But if he's your number one and you have someone of similar talent, they don't necessarily need a number one as much as they need depth, which they kind they of need a little depth. Year. But you know what? Go get Mike Evans. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I they mean, are I know able. it's a big, big hit. Uh, but, if, but do you if, want a guy on the down? I mean, Mike Evans had a good year this year, but he's also kind of on the downside. You're trying to win. You're, you're if you're the Chiefs, here's what I, here's what I think you're doing. Okay, you're trying to win every year. Of course, everybody should be. So yeah, you can you can talk about Mike Evans and uh, is he on the downside? I happen to think he's still a number one, especially when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I the, don't. I don't know that they need a number, true number one wide receiver. I, again, I think they need quality depth at that position. And do they have it in Watson and Sky Moore and Richie James a little bit and Marquez Valdez? Who are the best wide receiver free agent? Why are you asking me this question? Well, because you're my guy. And uh, you're quicker on your phone than I am. I don't know that there are. I know Mike Evans is. T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman would be a great fit, but again, you're talking about. That'd be an unbelievable fit. You're talking about a, a lot of expense. Yeah, he's not outstanding. He's really good. Mike Evans, uh, Hollywood Brown, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's intriguing. Darnell Mooney. That's a good one. There's Gabe, your depth guy. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. I like Gabe Davis. I don't know. Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, Kendrick Bourne. Who's the kid for the Saints? Uh, I know who you're talking God, I, about. I was thinking. I can't. I can't think. But there's some people on that list that would be. Fantastic to go after, go after. Right, and I'm sure that the Chiefs will be in on some of those guys. Uh, the the guy for the Saints that you're talking about is Rashid something. I don't know that you uh, bring back Clyde Edwards Hilaire. With Rashid J Shahid. Yeah, he's good. Uh, but they got. They got great potential to you can keep draft winning a, and winning. You can draft a running back in the sixth round that'll do what yeah, Clyde Edwards right. Hilaire That's did. what I mean. So we'll see. Where, what was the mood of the of the folks you were watching the game with? They were happy. Commercials any good? Didn't didn't watch. Didn't, didn't I didn't notice. really pay attention to commercials either. Halftime show good? I guess I wasn't really locked in on Steve that Mike either. Usher was good. I didn't. I didn't really zone in. Had a lot of get. Ludacris showed up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was nice. I mean, I in haven't his, seen him in a long burst. time. Well, he's been in some commercials. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm talking about 
What uh, circles do you run in where you would have seen Ludacris? I, I listen. I pay attention. He's part of the Illuminati. You know that. Yeah, right? I'm, a, I'm an Illuminati member myself. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. I, I love seeing Alicia Keys. He had a star-studded cast there. You kind of have to at this point after a couple of years ago when Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, uh, Kendrick Lamar, I think, was out you there. You got to get your people involved. Yeah, you got to have, you can't just be Usher, especially when Taylor Swift's in attendance and Lady Gaga's in attendance. Uh, and who's who? Jay-Z's in attendance. Have it in Vegas every year. Well, I'm sure the, the big wigs are going to go out to the Super Bowl regardless. But when you're the eighth, well, Wayne or, Newton was there, my friend. When you're the sixth more or seventh, plastic than a six pack of Dr Pepper. How old do you think Wayne Newton? Eighty one. Eighty one. I was gonna say upper eighties. He has patched it together. <laughs> what do you think he's still doing? I heard a radio. He's still performing. He, he is eighty one. Uh, he has a residency at Las Vegas. He's done it for since I listened to a radio interview with him last yesterday when I was driving somewhere. What a fantastic guy. And so thankful and just loves Las Vegas and uh, is, is still performing. Is he the last regularly. of the true Las Vegas like well, I icons? So. I mean, I know that there will be a new generation of people doing residencies and there's all the magicians and Celine Dion was out there and you too. But when you think of like old school Las Vegas... Well, he's as old school as it gets. It's uh, Frank Sinatra. It's the Rat Pack. It's Wayne Newton. Don Rickles, Wayne Newton. The first guy you think of with with Las Vegas is Wayne Newton. He's the guy? Yes. There's no one else. I mean, they're all great. But I couldn't name a song that he did ever. It doesn't matter. It matters a he's little. Wayne Newton. Yeah, what does that mean to anybody? Max, as we go to break, play a Wayne Newton tune, please. If you can find one. I'm not sure they exist. If you can find one? Yeah, I don't know that Wayne Newton songs. I think he just, I don't know that he sings. you got to be kidding me. What does he do? He sings. Is Tom Jones a Las Vegas icon? Tom Jones is a, is a Las Vegas icon, but not as closely associated with Vegas as Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton is the king. Well, yeah, if you if all your shows are in Las Vegas, it would stand to reason that and you still are. he packs them in. Does he? Yes. <laughs> Look up his residency. I almost said a terrible word. I don't like it when you. Uh, well, I don't like make when fun of people. I'm not making fun of him. Or downgrade, downplay, his significance. I wish you could have heard the interview. Well, he is in. My apologies. He's out in uh, New York, Delaware. Huh? Pennsylvania. What are you talking about? Wayne Newton. He plays Vegas. Well, he's also in California. That doesn't in, mean he doesn't go other Indiana places. Indiana and Kentucky. Well, I thought he didn't. I thought he only played in Vegas. But, he, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy him. So uh, the picks. He's at the Bugsy's Cabaret. It bothers me tremendously to say that you won the picks by three points well. because of the over, the, or because of the heads and tails. Yep. Which is a ridiculous bet. Dude is an idiot. Why? For even putting that in there. Why? Yeah, it's one or the other. It was just silly. And I had to go 10 on it, and I did, and I won. Uh, so you win. You won the week. You win the season. How many we games? were both six and four. I had how many? 36. I had 31. 
Uh, I tried to milk every point I could out of this. Uh, Duda beats Max. How about that? Max uh, and his picking against the Chiefs cost him any chance that he ever had. That became his downfall. He did and not he, read he the room. I knew it would. Yeah. But it's, uh, I guess if you're going to go down, go down doing something you love. Yeah, he's and happy. That's hating he, the Chiefs. He, he feels fine. Right. I mean, sure. I feel good, too, having won. That's a repeat, my friends. No, last year I won. No, you didn't. I'm almost 100%. You weren't even participating. Well, you, I, even not participating. And I Max kept the records, and I won. So that's two in a row. I'm pretty sure I won. <laughs> you can be pretty sure. I'm 100% sure. Well, I, I don't. I don't care what you are. I'm. I'm almost sure I won. Well, I am year. more than sure. Eight six nine twelve forty. Congratulations to all the Chiefs fans. Uh, a good game, an interesting game, a dramatic game. Uh, you got your, you got your uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid drama. Strange. You got your Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice drama. What was that about? Has that ever I been explained? I didn't see that. You didn't see it? I must have missed that. When did that happen? That was in the second half. And, boy, Patrick Mahomes lit into Rasheed Rice. I did not see that. Used some uh, language that my wife uh, I had to cover her eyes. Well, Patrick Mahomes, they're fiery guys. This is why they win a lot. Uh, but, anyway, the Chiefs come out on top. Three and five years. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, about the Chiefs as we uh, move on in the show. It's a Chiefs-oriented show. Of course, we're in Chiefs country. Yeah, a lot of people are happy today. I was thinking about this today. Eh, it's, not, it's not as interesting as, as I thought it was when I started to say it. But just in this little part of the world, this middle of the middle of the country we've had KU basketball be great now we have the Chiefs are great Wichita State went to a final four I mean if you're a, if you're a fan here Royals uh, won a World Series Royals, Royals won a World Series recently so if you're a fan in this area you've had a lot uh, a lot nothing of nothing like vibes. the Chiefs though nothing like the Chiefs this is uh this is like this changes and and I just have a confirmation uh, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star will join us in our next segment, he's been around a long, long time, and I'm going to bounce this off of him. This changes the trajectory of Kansas City. This is like a this this is like a city changing situation. In what way? Well, Blair and I'll talk about okay, it. Okay. Well, I'll, you just sit I'll, over in the easy chair and listen. Okay. Perfect. I can. Yeah. Okay. For the economy of Kansas City, for the notoriety of Kansas City, uh, for how. Uh, the Chiefs have now established themselves. It's rare to have a sports dynasty, but they, they are one. Of course. Remember, they were in a fourth Super Bowl that they didn't win. Right. Did you know, this is what makes Brady, I mean, you call it great, you can call it whatever you want. Uh, three Super Bowls pretty quick in his career. It took him 10 years to win his fourth. Isn't that crazy? That's a career for most people. That was just in between Super Bowls, and then he won four more after that, or three more after the fourth. You know what I'm saying? In the I, I lost you. No, I get it. And and what what does the future hold for Patrick Mahomes? We'd love to know, but part of the beauty of being a fan of sports and being in life 
is not knowing. Right. Right? But you We'd know, love I, to know. I wish I could fast forward 10 years from now and tell you how many Super Bowls. Okay, I'm going to make you guess. He's got three. In the year 2034, how many Super Bowl rings will Patrick Mahomes have? I'm going to guess. I mean, what if he wins seven out of the next ten? I'm asking you. Well, how many rings will that he have? That wouldn't be insane. How many will he have? But it also wouldn't be insane if he won one or two. So what's your guess? I'm going to, uh, I guess, six. Six. He'll win three in the next ten. All right. Reasonable. Not overboard. Not underselling him. Kind of in that area where I was thinking. It and it and the Chiefs are in such good shape right now with their ownership, uh, their front office, and their coach. Uh, they could win. Who knows? Yeah, that's another thing. Is Andy Reid going to coach till he's he seventy-five? He's going to coach until this thing starts to slow down. Why wouldn't he? I, mean, I would. He's doing a lot for his legacy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Blair Kirkhoff with us from the Kansas City Star. I reached out to you, Blair, thinking I must be an idiot. Blair's got 900 stories to write, travel things. But here you are. We appreciate it. Oh, uh, happy to jump on, Bob. Just got finished with the the morning press, the the morning after the Super Bowl press conferences, where um, Roger Goodell uh, hands the trophy to Andy Reid again and the in the in the MVP trophy to Patrick Mahomes again and um, they did it last night they did it last year and they, they do it again uh, they did it again this morning so just got finished writing from those events and uh, now got to go back and pack busy time is uh yep. I'll start with this one is is Patrick Mahomes a sorcerer <laughs> he is um, he's a magician I Tell you what, you don't want to give him the ball with a chance to lose the game, and that's what the 49ers did yesterday by making the decision that Kyle Shanahan made in overtime to uh, to take the ball after winning the coin toss. I, I thought it was a mistake then. The, in fact, I asked Andy Reid about it this morning at his press conference. What would the Chiefs have done if they had won the coin toss in overtime? And he said they would have kicked. Uh, and... Um, I understand some of Shanahan's thinking, but I don't think you want to give the Chiefs the ball um, second. I think you want to make the Chiefs uh, attack first and then react to the Chiefs. Completely agree. Mm, I don't know if I agree, but that's, I guess, uh, another 
question for another day. Uh, it's, are, are you taking the uh, trying to put this in historical perspective? Is that your goal with, with what you're writing and the things that you're talking about? Or since Patrick Mahomes is, is 28 years old and has at least a, a decade a, ahead, are you trying to put it in a, a perspective of, of what it means today? Well, that, that, that's a good question and a good distinction. I, I, I think that, you know, I'll, I'll refer back to, again to something Andy Reid said today, that the talk of, you know, dynasty and legacy, all that, that that's kind of for us to, to talk about and just to determine. Um, leave it to the, you know, the people who cover the events. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, um, you know, I, I think winning three Super Bowls in five years is, dynastic um you know the cowboys did it in the early you know in the early 90s with you know with aikman and emmett smith and michael irvin and um there have been you know you, you don't have to be the patriots and, and win for you know two decades to, to be a dynasty so I, I think what the chiefs have done you know since mahomes has become a starter moves them into that category i think they needed to win yesterday for them to be there but they're there and uh, and yes, at age 28, he'll be 29 when next season starts. Uh, there's many good years, seemingly many good years in front of him, and the opportunity to build on what has already been an incredible, uh, incredible career. And and what's more, they you know they'll get a chance now to to do something that's never been done in the Super Bowl era, and that's win three in a row. There have been um, eight different franchises do it. And, uh, and it's happened nine times because the Steelers did it twice, went two in a row, and now the Chiefs, the latest one to do it, will have the opportunity to make it three straight. Blair Kirkhoff with us, part of the uh, Kansas City Star coverage of the Super Bowl. Chiefs winning uh, last night against the 49ers. So I made this comment to Jeff, and uh, it goes beyond football a little bit, but these wins and, and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and – Taylor Swift and Andy Reid and all all this Chiefs thing that's uh, just dropped from the sky. It's just amazing. Uh, what has that done for the city of Kansas City, the effect it's had on commerce, economy? It's got to be there. I know it's hard to pinpoint, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it is hard to quantify, but a lot of people, including, you know, the, the star and uh, and some other national outlets have come in and try to do stories about that. And um, I, I don't know, you know, I think more than anything, it's it's sort of the qualities that you can't measure financially. It's, um, you know, Kansas City and this region of the country has, been, I think, benefited from the exposure of having Taylor Swift uh, you know, in all the games, and, uh, you know, what, what strikes me about the season of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is just how much she was left alone, um, you know, by the Chiefs and by the the people here. She, you know, she was able to, look, she needed all kinds of security to get in and out of games. But once she was there, there weren't, you know, she wasn't hounded by, by fans trying to get pictures and she wasn't um you know the chiefs made it a point not to play her video not to show her on the on the big screen or or play her songs during the during the game and i thought that was interesting they just 
didn't want to amplify her presence. They just wanted her to be able to be a fan. And that was true last night at the victory party. She's, she's attending a victory party with, you know, with, with members of the public in addition to chiefs. And she was able to just have a good time. So I know that that veers off of what you're asking, Bob. And, uh, but the, it, it's just really hard to define exactly what it means. I, I think we might have to get some years behind us to really determine what it all meant. But it, it has been a crazy year, no, no doubt about it, and one that is different than the previous two Super Bowl seasons for the Chiefs. So I'll ask you to get out a, a, the crystal ball here a little bit. My, my Bob was talking uh, last segment. He wants to fast forward to the end of Patrick Mahomes' career to see how many Super Bowls he had. Uh, I want to fast forward to when he's like 35, not necessarily see how much he's won, but what, what he looks like, what kind of player he is. is do you think he'll age as like that, that left-handed pitcher who has to get kind of crafty and outsmart everybody? Do you think the arm strength will still – I mean, I know we don't know, but how do you, how do you uh, think about Patrick Mahomes when you think about him being in his mid to late 30s? Well, that, uh, I'll tell you what, my thinking on that has changed, uh, and I'll tell you why. I thought before this season, so at the end of last year's Super Bowl, I thought Mahomes would become one of those guys that um, uh, we would just, you know, we see him more in the pocket, less elusive, and we wouldn't see the long runs like we've seen now in each of the last two Super Bowls where, you know, he had the 19-yarder last night and he had the big one against the Eagles by 28 yards to set up the the game-winning field goal last year. Uh, he would, you know, he would just, you know, age the way we all do. But then I watched the Netflix uh, series Quarterbacks and saw how hard he works and uh, and how dedicated he is to keeping his body in shape. And and I and I can't remember if it was at Buffalo or at Baltimore in the playoffs when he he got twisted around like a pretzel and uh, on a tackle on a sack and it, you know it looked like. You know, it would have really done some damage to somebody who wasn't as in good a shape as Mahomes. So I I think that he's going to end up being in better shape later in his career than I originally thought he would. And I, and I think one of the driving forces is Tom Brady and the way Tom Brady kept himself in great shape. Obviously had to, right, to be able to play as effectively as he did into his 40s. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to, yeah, I don't think he's going to be that crafty lefty, the, you know, the, 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 the fireballing lefty who has to find the third and fourth pitch, you know, off speed stuff to, you know, to prolong his career. I, I still think we're going to be seeing fastballs from Mahomes, um, you know, five, six, seven years from now. Talking uh, with Blair Kirkhoff on a very busy day for Blair and we appreciate his time. So we were also discussing, uh, what 2024, what the season looks like. Uh, lots of free agents, potential free agents for the Chiefs. Who do you think they prioritize bringing back? And what position do you think they will prioritize adding to in this offseason? Yeah, of course, the, the kind of the bigger, the big question is Chris Jones, what's going to happen there? Um, you know, they basically put it off for a year by signing him to the one-year deal, you know, uh, back in the, in the fall. Um, and Legere Sneed now is up for a new deal. And can they afford to keep both of them with, um, 
you know, Mahomes said after the game last night, he he will continue to do what he can uh, to help the salary situation of his team. You know, you can there are artful ways of uh, of redoing contracts to free up money to, to pay other people. Brady did it often in his career, so I, I think they, they are going to uh, prioritize signing Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones. We'll see if they can afford to do it. I, you know, Chris Jones didn't have a big statistical game yesterday, but his impact was uh, was apparent. He put a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. A lot of the incomplete passes Purdy threw was because Chris Jones was right there. So I, 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 I you know, I, and I was struck by a scene from last night too when Chris Jones was on the turf celebrating, and Andy Reid came over and basically fell on him. Um, I, I don't know what. Chris Jones has to get paid, and he, he will get paid. But do you want to get paid playing for the Bears, or do you want to get you know maybe take a little less and continue to have this career with the Chiefs? I, that's the question the the Jones camp has to ask itself. And as for as for priority positions, I think it's pretty obvious they need to look at wide receiver, if not in the draft and in free agency. I know that the a lot of receivers are young, but. Um, uh, but after Rasheed Rice I'm, I'm, and Justin Watson, maybe a possession guy, I, I don't know. I'm not sure who else on this team um, you you would trust over, uh, you know, 17 games. They, you know, Mar- uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling had nice moments, but overall, you know, his production was down. And Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Richie James, you know, a, a lot of like fourth or fifth receiver types on this team. We really appreciate it, Blair. Thank you for, uh, in, on short notice, taking some time out. And my challenge to you is to not use the term three-peat over the next eight months of Chiefs coverage, okay? Well, then then I re- advise you not to look headline in the Kansas City Star on, on, <laughs> on the website right now. <laughs> uh, no, it'll, it'll be out there a lot, certainly. Yeah, Thank you. Safe All travels right. home. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks. All right, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Uh, joining the show to talk about the Chiefs. Yeah, All right, Carl Brown song. joins us, the head boys basketball coach. Wichita Southeast. Uh, boy, Coach Brown, welcome. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me on the show, man. And first and foremost, Jeff, man, I, I wanted, or uh, Bob, I wanted to say how much I appreciate uh, what you're doing for the community and everything with uh, Jackie Robinson statue and the way you brought the community together on that, man, that was absolutely huge. And my son being a part of uh, League 42, I just um, appreciate the the, stale, the what you the staple you've been in the community. And I just wanted to say that to start things off. All right. Well, thanks for being with us today, Coach. No, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I do appreciate it. I value your opinion and your thoughts, and I thank you very much for saying those very nice things. Are you a Chiefs fan by any chance? Yes, I'm a, absolutely a huge Chiefs fan. Um, well, then you, you've never had a better weekend. You beat Heights Friday night. Chiefs bring it home on Sunday. What a weekend for you, Coach. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I, you know, I've been making, I'm superstitious, so I've been doing everything the same, and whatever I'm doing this weekend, I'm going to do it going forward, and uh, hopefully, you know, everything stays in the winning, in winning form. 
So, yeah, I mean, beating Heights, I think it's probably too late to get into that City League championship mix for, for Southeast, but what a win. Have you guys added players in the second half of the season? Because you've really caught a lot of attention, or is it just kind of uh, things coming together for you guys? Yeah, it's just things coming together. Uh, we, we've had two returners from last year that played varsity, and, and everybody else was new, so it was just a matter of getting guys to buy in and, and understand roles and um, we really got to lock in on what we needed to work on over Christmas break, and uh, they just start getting it. And um, after that, uh, they start coming together, and you know they're starting to play as a team now. Well, I know you've got a, a son who's playing and having a very good year. Tell us, uh, first of all, tell us about him, and then tell us more about your personnel. You're gaining momentum. What do you think the Buffaloes are capable capable of doing the rest of the way? Um, I mean, well, uh, my, my son is, he's actually in middle school, but DJ Brown is, he's, uh, it's not your son. Uh, my, my son uh, told me, no, I didn't Carl. It's okay. I thought you did tell me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> can we make him your son just for this segment? <laughs> yeah, he can be my, he, I mean, I, I treat him like my son cause I, I love him. I love him dearly. I love all these boys when they, they are very, you know, very interesting boys. I love them all. But DJ, man, he's, uh, man, he he walks around with some big ones, man, and he he wants to take the big shot, and he he wants the big defensive assignment down the stretch. He's really, you know, uh, just risen up as our leader on the floor and uh, just elevated everybody else's game. I can't say enough great things about uh, DJ Brown. And a junior on top of everything else. Yeah, we uh we have one senior, uh, Braden Dale, and Braden's really set the tone for us on defense this year and um everybody else has just kinda followed suit. But yeah, after Braden's our one lone senior, so uh everybody will be coming back next year and um you know, and we and we're we're to, we're united now, so next year it'll be it'll, it'll be a joy for sure. So, Coach, I got to go back to that North game. Uh, I hope it's not bringing up a sore subject or anything, but 110 to, to 19. Is that something that could have been avoided at all, do you think? Well, um, so our game plan going into that North game was to not let North, you know, not let them score. It's working on our defense. We had a stretch with uh, three big games coming up, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And um, so at halftime – uh, I believe it was 58 to 11. And I told the boys, I said, hey, guard, you know, let's guard. We 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 not we are not letting them score. We're guarding, we're guarding. And so um, the whole third quarter, I, I never looked at the scoreboard one time, and I didn't realize that we had scored uh, 36 points in the third quarter. So toward the end of the third, I look up and I'm like, oh shoot, we got we got 94 points, and so, um, you know, um, but but even that game against North, you know, we we never picked them up full court at all during the game. We never trapped, we never pressed. Um, we were just uh, really working on defense, man, and um, and North was kind of running and gunning as well. So, you know, we were just rebounding and and scoring and. And then uh, in that fourth quarter, uh, it was a running clock, but 
uh, I think we got our last bucket with about 150. And I, I told our boys from that point, you know, if you get the ball, let's let's just run some uh, offense, continuous offense. And um, so it was never, you know, our intention to to you know show them up like that, but. Like I said, in the third, uh, after the third quarter, nobody from our varsity rotation played. It was all JV kids, and uh, so, like I said, it, it was not something done on purpose. Um, I respect every coach in the city league, and so um, showing up north or Mike Bailey was definitely not something that uh, was done on purpose. If if that's how they took it. Carl Byron, our coach, head boys basketball coach at Wichita Southeast. So, in your first, uh, of course, we play a double round robin in the city league. Uh, the first time, Northwest got you pretty good. Heights got you pretty good. And in the second go around, you won both of those games. You have another team coming up uh, tomorrow night in Capon, Mount Carmel. Uh, at Capon, they're obviously a very, very good basketball team as well. So, how confident are your guys and how much do you expect that to be a battle as well? Um, we we one hundred percent expect it to be a, a battle and uh when you have a legend like Coach Eck over there, uh you know they're gonna be prepared. So um but our guys are ready. We uh we feel like where we are right now, we feel like we can compete with anybody in the state and so uh we're definitely confident and we're ready to we're ready to go in there and uh, and pick up a win tomorrow. That's um, and that's not being cocky. That's just our mindset. You know, we work hard in practice, and um, and like I said, our our boys they absolutely love each other. So they're they're all united. And so um, we we've been through adversity. We've we've seen the dark the darker days of the season, and we we just don't want to go back there. So we work hard, and uh, we expect to win as a result of our hard work. So. Uh, that's what we're expecting to do when we go in there tomorrow. Uh, hard, hard fought battle, but we expect to come out with a win. So, you know, I was uh, in Valley Center when you guys were in the uh, the midseason tournament there, and I just was uh, so impressed by how athletic you guys were. You had guys in the three point shootout that could shoot it a little bit. Uh, you're obviously you have you got a lot of length, but you said like you said you only have a couple three varsity players returning. So for you, what is it like to coach a team that's kind of raw, but but seems to have a, a lot of potential? How, what's that journey been like for you this year? Um, I love I love the whole experience of it. You know, um, a lot of guys don't appreciate the whole journey, but just seeing the the growth from these kids from uh, when we started in the summer to, you know, the beginning of the season to where we are now. Um, and, you know, when we were, uh, when we were one in five, um, these kids stayed connected and they stayed united. And that was really what made it easy and made it enjoyable for me was, uh, I never had to coach bad behavior. I never had to coach bad attitudes. It was just, you know, um, telling them, you know, this is a progress, you know, trust the process. And, and that's what they've been doing. And uh, so, like I said, they, these kids are the ones that made this journey enjoyable because, you know, it's, it was, it's been a lot of teaching. Um, I have great, great assistant coaches. And so 
Uh, it's, it's just been a lot of teaching. It's been very enjoyable for me, uh, good and bad. Well, good stuff. Big one tomorrow night. You've played a bunch of big ones lately, and you've come out ahead on them. Uh, Carl, thanks so much. It's good to catch up with you. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, like I said, you guys keep doing what you're doing in the community. It's, it's very admirable, and I, I definitely respect it. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Carl Brown, the head boys coach at Wichita Southeast. I'll probably head over to that game tomorrow night over at Capon. Think so? Yeah, because I've been promising Dwayne Frazier, our close friend, uh, he's got a grandson on the Capon team, and uh, I need to go to that game. Wow. Yeah, you probably should. What's tomorrow night? What do I have going on? Do you know? Nope. I think I'm good to go. Well, you better go. We ordered uh, – we we had a Super Bowl little little get together, right? Four of us, and uh, I ordered nachos because for some odd reason I've been I, I was just hankering okay. for nachos. So Molinos on uh, Waco, which is great, and I ordered two nachos trays, thinking, okay, a couple trays and four people. We yeah, that's uh, well, <laughs> the trays turned out to be. You could feed 20. Looks like it. I saw the trays up there. They're uh, pretty, uh, pretty hefty. Yeah. Those are just the chips. Look in the refrigerator. Oh, I might have to. I got sour cream. I got uh, cheese sauce. I got salsa. Wow. I got rice. Rice? I got meat. Can I take some of that rice no, home? No, you're not getting any of it. Really? Really. That's horrible. I mean, I'll fix you an order of nachos if you want them when you leave. Nah, I'm okay. I just want the rice. No, you're not getting the rice. My wife likes the rice. Well, okay. She comes first. You're way down the list. That's too bad. Well, it is what it is. Mm, I guess so. But anyway, I go to pay thinking, man, they're, they're loading up. I need two trips to the car to get it all out there. For four people. For four people. I over I overdid it. Yeah, because apparently. I didn't know exactly. I also ordered two pizzas. Wow. From Casey. So you're going to eat for the rest of your life off yeah, of this Yeah, we're not party. eating out till uh, November. That's wild. It is crazy. I, I made breakfast burritos. Only one person had one at our Super Bowl. Yeah, I wonder what the deal was. I don't know. I was very insulted by it. I wonder what that's all about. Did you tell people you had them? Of course. I wonder why the breakfast burritos oh, didn't go so better. They're so good. What went? What was the hit? Well, there's some cheese dip out there. I think it was because all the food was laid out on a table, and mine had to be refrigerated. So it was out of sight, out of mind for the breakfast burritos. Well, if it's out of sight, out of mind, how are you going to get it? Let people know that, hey, they're in there. Warm them up for 30 seconds. You're good to go. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Did you take them home with you? No, maybe some of the morning people had them. Well, did you check? I haven't today. No, I did not. I didn't, you didn't go, go into, to work. No. Why not? Because <laughs> I worked. What, how did, what is this job you had? Because I worked yesterday. No, I want to know what the job is. I you just get to go when you want. No, I took today off because I worked yesterday. I don't. Well, you're taking tomorrow off. Right, but I worked yesterday. This today isn't really a day off. It's just I didn't. Well, what's tomorrow? I worked uh, thir Wednesday night. I worked Thursday night. So, so you just get to go in whenever you want. No, that's not it. But does I, anybody approve your your? Uh, of course. You think I just don't show up? Do you do you bounce this off anybody, or you just what go? did I just say? 
You just come and go. I'm not taking tomorrow off. I'm taking Wednesday off. Well, when are you going to see the Eagles? Tomorrow, after work. Do you really want to go? I mean, are you fired up to go? I'm happy. But are you fired up? I'll be fired up once it starts, probably. Probably. You know I've never missed a Eagle show at the Bach Center, the BOK Arena in Tulsa. Good for you. Isn't that crazy? I uh, made it official this morning. I'm not going to go see the Eagles anywhere. I want the last time I see the Eagles to be in my town. Not my town, but our town, this town. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So I don't even want to take the uh, risk. But I don't know. Well, you How could still come see they're not them, here? You could still see them before and then see them for the last time. No, no, I don't want to do I don't want to spend that kind of money. Uh, so why aren't they, why didn't they come here between Omaha and Tulsa? The arena's not big enough. No, it's big enough. They've been here twice. Right, and but nobody's coming here anymore. What, what do you mean co- nobody's coming here? A few country acts are coming here. That's about all we get. Well, don't we need to look into that? It would be nice. I think I think the arena's not big enough. Well, I'm going to look into it. I think there are acts. And if, if somebody from Interest Bank Arena is listening and wants to contest what Jeff is saying, uh, because I don't think Jeff has a leg then to stand Then how come on. nobody comes here? Well, because you can't just throw it out there. Uh, what I don't know. I don't know that anybody isn't coming here. I don't follow it. Well, that the Eagles close. don't come here. Bruce Springsteen's never. I mean, these acts that tour around in arenas don't come. We don't get Metallica. We don't. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We had Metallica. When? I think we had Metallica. Well, we don't get them anymore. Yeah, a couple years ago we had Metallica. Well, Max. then if if you what think. I, I don't know. I don't know what the what's going on. We have about four or five concerts a year. You Text know, your friend Denise Neal, have her look into the it. The summer should be loaded with concerts. It wasn't. Text your friend. Why don't, why don't you text your friend, eh. Denise? Why don't we get Christine Pilekas on the show at some point? I love Christine Pilekas. You don't even know her. She's uh, involved with the uh, Interest Bank Arena. Director of uh, Public Relations. No, I think she's a, some some kind of manager now. Well, that's a manager, director of well, public that's, relations. That's not what she is. You can't be a bigger manager than to be in charge of public relations. Of course you can. Or or whatever it is. Community outreach. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Director of booking and marketing. There you go. Director of marketing. Booking and, booking. and marketing. We'll get her on the show. And we'll talk to her about the challenges we uh, went down and saw the Johnny Cash experience Friday. Uh, in hindsight, I was in a bad, uh, tough night for me Friday. But in hindsight, it was a very good show. And my wife enjoyed it because she loves Johnny Cash. Right? Yeah. All right, we'll take all? a break. When we come back, we've got an hour to go. And part of that hour will be spent on the Bob and Jeff draft. We'll be drafting Chiefs players who are not quarterbacks. All-time Chiefs players who are not quarterbacks. Back in a minute. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.